besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. 11.13 here uh, on this side of the Tasman. Uh, it's uh, 9.13 uh, where Vossi is at the moment, I'm led to believe, and uh, we couldn't talk to Vossi on Monday, and the reason why, it's such a big furor and a bust-up or a breakdown after the All Blacks, uh, another loss to uh, Ireland. Um, we just, um, it just absolutely had to take precedence because it was history-making, and I'm sure even Vossi understood the significance of uh, when your sports, your national sports and turmoil and uh, you have to talk about it. So Vossi, uh, here we are a couple of days later, but still plenty to talk about in terms of the NRL. Uh, but before we do, I, I just, I, I thought of you actually after uh, the State of Origin 3. I've, I have seldom seen reactions from grown men at rugby league games like that after that comeback. Some of those scenes with Billy Slater, uh, quite calm about the whole thing, but Jonathan Thurston and others, absolutely uh, euphoric about the whole deal. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Good morning, everyone, and uh, commiserations on the uh, All Blacks result. Uh, but you're right to, to hear the words of um, people like Cameron Smith. You know, now, you know, relatively freshly retired, been done a couple of seasons now, but he sort of wondered how he would fit into the you know, uh, into a coaching role or part of the squad and would it give him the same buzz? He said, absolutely, it did. You know, like it it moved him and it, it seems like that's a pretty healthy brain trust. We always thought that. On paper, it was fantastic. Billy Slater, Jonathan Thurston, Cameron Smith. But could they uh, convey whatever messages they want to get across? Well, I suppose the answer was an emphatic yes. Um, all the rest of it, the pride in the jersey debate we've had um, since that. But um, Queensland found a way to win and New South Wales... Look, I, I know... I know everyone went like, you know, the world ended from, for the Blues and the sky was falling, but with 20 minutes to go, they were still leading the decider. I mean, that's how close it was. And I know Ben Hunt got that runaway try at the finish, but it was, it was close. New South Wales barely got out of their own half in the, you know, in the second half of that, that decider and, and started making errors under fatigue uh, late, so that didn't make it easy. But it was a terrific series, and the last game was about as good a sporting theatre as you could get, Smitty. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I totally agree. I, I mean, I was just uh, I couldn't sleep for an hour afterwards. I was just so um, so caught up in the whole deal. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Vossi, um, we'll, we'll move forward to uh, our beloved uh, Warriors, of course. Stacey Jones has um, raised a few eyebrows with a selection for the team to play Canberra Raiders this Saturday. It's five pm New Zealand time. Uh, it will not include Reese Walsh in the starting lineup coming off the bench. Some have said over here on my breakfast program this morning that they've questioned, well, you know, no Reese Walsh, but Chanel Harris, the feeder, I mean, he's leaving as well at the end of the year. I mean, it's different. Uh, Reese Walsh is going to another club, but the fact of the matter, neither will be there should you be at this point of the season investing in players that will be there if you're going to make changes. So that, that, that's a fair argument. There's also been here, and this is only rumour, and, and will it become self-fulfilling prophecy, but Melbourne are desperate. Um, would Reese Walsh, if he was suddenly on the outer with the Warriors, would there be that short-term deal like Tafita Bengai Jr. got last year with Penrith? Could Reese Walsh be part of the mm. Melbourne Storm campaign? Now, as I say, that's only a rumour, but Melbourne obviously are looking around, are shopping around. They were hoping to pick up Tariq Sims, who plays different position, of course, but 
the fact that they were looking around to add to personnel for the back end of the season, could their uh, sights now be set on uh, on the fullback position? So that's just one to consider. On the Warriors' perspective, now I'm still about picking. You know, I I think they owe it to the fans in New Zealand to you know pick best sides and and not sort of jump into the the 2023 planning for 2023 too soon. I'd I'd like to think that the best possible Warriors side is picked every week between now and the end of the season. But that's just me. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. And Reese Walsh is even at uh, mediocre a mediocre Reese Walsh for me. Because of his ability to turn something into or nothing into something so quickly, uh, perhaps should still be there. But it's not the case. Uh, who will be there is uh, uh, Dalam Watini Zelazniak, of course, so he's the only Warriors player in the Kiwi squad uh, back from COVID. So um, that's enough. It's a plus. Yeah, look, i tell you what is happening here, and I, I guess it's the same with you guys, but um, you just mentioned COVID there. I mean, I think right at the moment, given the numbers and given the outbreaks we've got everywhere, and even at Manly, Jake Trebojevic, who was the most cautious player. I mean, we've had fun about Jake. He he was, you know, he'd send Tom in to get his takeaway coffees, his brother in to get the takeaway coffees. He was the the number one mask wearer and all the rest. And he COVID suddenly caught up with him, and now Andrew Davey also from the Manly squad. And yeah, you know, I, I think potentially between now and the finals, COVID can have a real big say on some very big matches. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if on a given weekend there was, you know, double-figure numbers of players sidelined through COVID just at the moment because there is so many cases out there in, in public and yet the players aren't living in the bubble like they were at the, you know, the extreme times of the last couple of seasons. So I, I think COVID is going to have an impact. And just on that, the New South Wales State Government and the grand final is played in New South Wales. The Premier here, Dominic Perrette, is talking about, well, he would like to see a change to the isolation rules uh, by the end of September. Now, that's very timely for the grand final. If there was to be that, like Cameron Munster missed origin. He was into day six of isolation, therefore missed origin, because at the moment it's seven-day isolation. But Perrette is talking about, the Premier talking about reducing that to at least five days or, or maximum of five days. So therefore, a player could test positive grand final week, early grand final week, and still be cleared to play by the weekend. So there's a little bit of information for you. Well, it's sure to be a factor. There's no doubt about it. As you say, the numbers just um, uh, the numbers suggest that that's going to be the case, and no one, uh, it seems, can hide from it. Uh, look, the, the bye week sort of muted the Warriors' momentum, if you could call it that, after a homecoming victory. Uh, but one player that all eyes are uh, always on, of course, because he's the chief playmaker, is Sean Johnson. Have you seen a have you seen a, a slight sign of improvement under Stacey? Oh, look, can I be honest? Possibly not. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, but but Sean was dealing with you know, and, and let's let's keep this in mind. It's it's fine to say they are rugby league players. It's their job. You know, they've got to perform, train. You know, the, the, the strain, Sean was an example of the strain of, of being away from family and you just don't know the impact, how much that has on everything, um, you know, day by day. So I, I'm prepared to cut him a little bit of slack in that department. I would hope that he finishes the year strongly. Um, I would say, you know, and I've been, you know, one of the number one card carriers of the Sean Johnson fan club over the years. He's given me some pretty special commentary moments, I must say, Smithy. But I don't think he's played enough leadership role at the Warriors this year. And I think that's, you know, I, I'd find it hard for anyone to put an argument up against that. I mean, part of the signing of Sean Johnson, he was never going to be, at, at the age he is now, the player he once was, the dazzling Sean Johnson. 
But the substitute for that, he became more appealing because of the years under the belt. Uh, you know, the experience to come back, the leadership to, the you know, the sort of role Adam Reynolds has played, you know, in a game where a chance of winning, he's got to sort of guide them home. I don't think there's been enough of that. So I want to see a lift in, in a few areas with Sean Johnson, and that's one of them. So, if the, you know, if they're in a game up to their eyeballs going into the last 10-15, Johnson has to take charge of the team. Uh, well, Ricky uh, Stewart, of course, uh, up against uh, Stacey Jones in the coaching ranks this weekend. So the Raiders are without uh, Jordan uh, Rapana, uh, of course, uh, and uh, it looks like their skipper, Elliot Whitehead, returns. So how are you looking at this matchup? Is it, are they gettable, the, the Raiders, from the Warriors' point of view? Well, they've probably got... Well, look, the stats don't lie. Um, if the Warriors have themselves in a position to win at half time and you know not trailing by too many or in front they do have to back themselves against Canberra because Canberra have this unwanted record no team has conceded more double digits double digit leads than the Raiders I mean it happens too often and it hasn't happened just this season so it it's a problem pardon me it's a problem with the side now to contrast that they did get home last week but they also in those stats they don't score a lot of second half points they came up with one absolutely you know, scintillating try to James Schiller the other day to get home against Melbourne. But um, second halves have been a problem. So the Warriors have to have a really good half, I think. It'd be great if they could go to half-time lead, if that was, you know, part of the game plan. Let's play from in front. And that would really apply the pressure to the Raiders. But but right at the moment, in the bigger picture, Raiders with more to play for. Um, they're in a dogfight for places in the top eight. Mm. And their form um, in the first... If, we, if we, we divided the season up to now into two halves, their first half was poor. Their second half has been a lot better. Canberra rightly favourites this weekend. If we divided the Storms' first half and second half up, um, it would probably be the opposite as you look at it now, losing to the Raiders uh, last weekend. they got the Rabbitohs this weekend, but they've had um, a pretty big loss in terms of the rest of their season. And Ryan Pappenhausen. Oh, it's enormous. It's enormous. You just can't, you know, that, that's, that's, you know, Tom Trevojevic out of Manly. That'd be Latrell Mitchell out of South Sydney. That, that sort of loss, I mean, you know, he, he's a superstar. Um, Nick Mean, he's a capable player, but, you know, can't, can't possibly match uh, the skill set of um, Ryan Pappenhausen. And I've, I've, I'm still, I'm going to stop short of saying Melbourne can't win the comp, even though they're a whopping, you know, 10 points behind Penrith now uh, in the race for the minor premiership. Well, that's over. Because, you know, they, 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 I still think they're going to be playing finals football, aren't they? And so once you make the finals, even if they were in the bottom half of the top eight, you'd only have to win three games to get to the grand finals. So, so could, a, could a Melbourne side minus two or three players make the grand final? If they still have Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, the Bromwich brothers, Justin Hollum, you know, it's still, a, it's still a good side. So I can't completely write them off, but they're well behind in, you know, chances of winning compared to Penrith. There's no question of that. But you can make the grand final without running into Penrith. So, mm. you know, there's still time for Melbourne. They did lose five in a row in 2012, went on to win the comp Smithy. So there is some, some history there where Craig Bellamy found a way to turn things around at a team. Yeah, not, I'm not sure he's <clears throat> got the quality uh, to, to be able to do it this time around. Uh, it's, un it's undoubted that Penrith have got the quality. They still uh, just got up very, very closely over West Tigers, but they rested all seven of their Origin stars. Uh, and they're back for a really good clash, an interesting clash against Cronulla this weekend, almost top of the table clash. 
Yeah, oh, well, look, Cronulla have been, um, with with the Cowboys, you know, there's, there's your two big improvers this year. Your team's not making the finals that are now right in the mix, not just bottom of the eight. They're, you know, they're talking top four contenders. Um, so, no, it's a terrific game. It's a 5.30 game on Saturday, um, Panthers and Cronulla. Penrith, you know, next man up sort of mentality is, is very good. Um, they have... They have taken a leaf out of the Melbourne book. I've got no doubt about that. You know, pl- players like Scott Sorensen, they're, they're lesser lights, and I say that with great respect. Um, Matt Eisenhuth, they, they do a job for the team when they come in, and, and you know, they, 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 they can step up. And, you know, there's pride in the jersey. There's, you know, we don't want to let anyone down, not on our watch. All of those cliches ring true at Penrith. So... I, I don't think I can tip against the Panthers in any game for the rest of the season. So I'm not tipping against them this weekend, but that's not selling the Sharks short. Their, their, their form is real. They're not quite convinced me that they are top four, but they're, they're close enough to being a top four side given their seven weeks to the finals. So, you know, if they keep improving just a little bit, just you mm. know, a little bit week by week, who's to say Cronulla can't make the grand final this year? Terrific news. I guess I'm getting away from league now, but I'm sure this has been huge in your show uh, over the last couple of days. Is Cameron, Cameron Smith's amazing victory. Uh, what a hell of a last round, the last nine, what, what uh, 30 off the stick in the last nine. Uh, to win the Open Championship, uh, the reaction to that, unbelievable. It seems like he is just one decent, good Aussie bloke uh, who wants to celebrate with Bears and his mates and loud Aussie music. Uh, absolute perfect sort of a, a, a character. And then all of a sudden, the next headline is, is he live bound? And it's Greg Norman got mm. the claws in. Uh, I, I'm sure this has been big on your side. Oh, it has. It has. First of all, on the win, fantastic. I, I mean, Australia and New Zealand uh, golf fans, you know, it's, it's few and far between the major wins we celebrate, you know, going all the way back to Bob Charles and what Michael Campbell did. And then as far as the Open Championship is concerned, we're talking, we had a little run there with Norman and, and Baker Finch, but, you know, we are talking almost three decades since a win in the Open Championship, so you've got to celebrate it. And Cameron Smith, you know, for a player, he was in that category, um, best player not to win a major, given that he'd been knocking on the door for a number of years. Well, he just, he just ripped the door off the hinges with that final round of 64, didn't he? It was quite, quite mm-hmm. fantastic. He turned and went, you know, five birdies in a row. The par at 17 was amazing, the birdie at 18. But, yes, following all the discussion now is Liv. Um, with golf, I'm thinking everything that I'm and, and you know monitoring um, international news feeds and the like. I think the next live announcement is going to be as many as six players, um, so it won't be just a drip feed of you know such and such as signed. I think they will announce a whole bunch in one hit, and the speculation grows by the day that half of them will be Australians. They're talking Cameron Smith, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman. The money for Cameron Smith that has been spoken about is the equivalent of about 130, 140 million Australian dollars, Smithy. How do you knock that back? Mm. If you can still play the majors yeah. and, yeah. and the 21 tournaments of the year, you're, you're getting that to sign on. How do you knock that back? Well, for me, Vossi, if they, if they are allowed to play the majors, then the PGA and the DB uh, uh, are not going to win this. They, they simply can't because mm. outside of that, uh, you play for money and you play for the prestigious titles. When, and if you can still do all of those things and play for Greg yep. Norman, um, the answer's pretty easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I know, and of course it's a strong argument around the Saudis and the background of where the money is coming from and what they stand for and principles and all of that. But then the golfer's argument will be back, no, but I'm just here to play golf. 
You know, no one's going to put me up on a pedestal, you know, selling tourism to the Saudi government. They're just there to play golf. And, and, and look, the more, the more it's come to light, Smithy, I must say, I have asked myself and the listeners, why isn't golf like tennis? Why, why does the US PGA have to control things? They do not give a damn about the Australian-New Zealand golf circuit. You know, they'll put their tournaments, they'll reschedule however they like. So, you know, why can't golf be like tennis? That's because of an all-powerful, you know, PGA. Now, they've looked after their players to a degree, but now they want to, you know, continue to rule. Well, perhaps it's time we looked at, can we do things better? And, and I'm sort of being yeah. swayed by that argument. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it's sad, but as the, uh, and I'm a traditionalist, so I I don't want it to, yeah, to suffer. Too. But I, I don't like I, I just, whole tournament, Smithy. I'm not a fan of that. No. I, I I think that sucks. To be honest, I think yeah. it's a terrible format. Yeah. The team format has no interest to me at all in live golf, no. and I and I don't like a 54 hole tournament. But um, the no. principle of world tour, I get. Yeah. Well, see, as always, uh, really value your thoughts, mate, across the board. So uh, thanks for saving us till Wednesday. Uh, hopefully we'll be back with you Monday um, in about four days' time after another intriguing round of the NRL, round 19, I think. Thanks, mate. appreciate it. No problem, Smithy. Glad to hear the sun eventually came up after Saturday night. Yeah, well, it sort of has. It sort of has, mate. Anyway. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, um, now, listen, uh, we've got to go to uh, the news, but, but before that, uh, Logan, you've got to play the, the jingle, do you? We've got something coming through. Ah, breaking news. Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Breaking news, Smithy. This comes out of the Fight for Life camp. Kevin Mialamu uh, has been deemed unfit to fight due to a heart condition yesterday at a routine medical checkup. It was discovered that uh, Mialamu has a medical heart condition, una- unable to fight. An ECG test confirmed he has an irregular heartbeat as part of a heart condition called atrial fibrillation. AF can present without symptoms, and patients do not know they have the condition until it comes up in a routine checkup. So that's quite a timely reminder uh, for everyone out there. It's important to note Kevin has been feeling a million dollars, quote marks, but after a routine checkup with his former Blues rugby doctor, Stephen Carter, yesterday it was revealed that he is unfortunately unfit to fight. It's pretty. It's sad, really, Smithy, because obviously uh, Kevin's worked tirelessly uh, to prepare himself for the main event against Wairangi Kopu. But now the matchup between Carlos Spencer and Paul Fatuera has been elevated to that main event. Oh, Carlos, okay. Uh, that'll be a good fight anyway. They'll all be great fights. Um, looking forward to it, actually. But that's really sad news because uh, when Kevin Mialami puts his mind to anything, uh, generally it goes pretty well. And, of course, you only have to look at his stellar rugby career to suggest that. So sad news for Kevin. I hope the, uh, the health is good in the long run. And that, of course, is the most amazing thing. Uh, we're a little late for the news, but that's uh, no problem at all. We'll fit that in. Uh, we'll also fit in uh, Stump Smithy, 0800 150 811. If you make the call now, then Niv is waiting for you um, on the other end of the headphones, and he'll make a decision who's allowed to play first this morning. So uh, call Niv on 0800 150 811. Uh, speak nicely to him. He might uh, shunt you up the order. In the meantime, we shall have uh, the 1132 edition of the news here with Araha.
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.